in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Welcome to the program. This is Nick Kurita, your host. I'm very happy to be with you again today and uh, I'm so happy to have a guest which I was chasing for quite a while to have um, her with us in the footsteps of Jesus because I believe she has a great story to share. If I mention her name, you'll uh, probably guess what's her background, Rita Pinzoni. Rita, welcome to our program. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be here. As I just mentioned, we're uh, talking about uh, this opportunity to come and share your story uh, with our listeners for quite a while. For some reason, you know, uh, we just couldn't do it until now. But this is mm. the time when I would like to hear your story. But before that, would you mind just to share with us a little bit of your background? Okay. Nick, my parents are Italian and um, they migrated to Australia and I was born in Australia. I uh, have three brothers. I had Catholic upbringing and I went to a Catholic girls' school. I used to go to church with my mum every Sunday. Basically, I lived at home with my parents until I was about 23. And then Jesus came into my life and my life changed and I moved out of home. Rita, you mentioned that you're coming from a Catholic background and I, I thought so from the beginning when... I find out that you are uh, Italian background and most Italians they're coming from uh, uh, Catholic background but it's very important if you know the Lord Jesus Christ mm. and follow him mm. and uh, I come in from an Orthodox background myself and sometimes people are asking me why are you not an Orthodox anymore mm-hmm. why you are not a Catholic anymore okay I got asked that question the other day actually okay so I'll just share a little bit of the background as to what led to me leaving the Catholic Church. So I guess my journey began when I was about 18 years old. I was like many young people living in the world. I was smoking, drinking, a little bit of pot here and there. One night I was staring into the sky and uh, in a dark starry night and I was just had a cigarette in my hand and I just said, God, who am I? And why am I here? And what's life all about? And what happens when we die? Is there a heaven? And I just threw it out there. And about four years later, Nick, I met this elderly gentleman who had become a Seventh-day Adventist. He was probably an Adventist for about 12 months. And I befriended him. We became really good friends. I met him through one of my girlfriends who had begun dating his son, And so she introduced me to him. And he gave me a little book to read called National Sunday Law. Now, he never Bible bashed me. We became friends because he was like the first Christian that I'd ever really met in my life. And I just thought he was a a very beautiful, humble man. And I was very attracted to him as a person. And so he gave me this little book called National Sunday Law. And I wasn't a big reader, but I couldn't put this book down. It just captured me. And in this little book, I read pretty much the prophecies of the book of Revelation, but it began to expose, it had chapters like, who is the beast? Who is the second beast? What is the image of the beast? And what is the mark of the beast? And through this little book, I learnt how the Catholic Church had changed God's Sabbath commandment, the fourth commandment, to Sunday 
And so my eyes were really opened after reading this little book. I just thought it was just so powerful and I just knew in my heart that it was the truth. And I just remember just reading the booklet and just thinking how powerful it was. It just totally blew me away. And I began asking Al some questions, but wanted to direct me to another Seventh-day Adventist who was more knowledgeable in the scriptures. And so he introduced me to a man called Stan. Stan said, you know, just ask me anything you want. And so I just fired a whole bunch of questions to him. And the answers he gave me were so good. I just, everything made sense. And then he invited me to join a little home group. There was my girlfriend and her partner and a friend of his. And there was a small group of us. And he invited me to watch a video called Flashdance Demons and I don't know if you know Tony Knight and someone else I'm not sure of the name but they put together this uh, video on backward masking and how Satan and uh, his evil angels use music uh, particularly the rock industry uh, the pop and rock industry to um, to plant messages subliminal messages in people's minds as I began to watch this video, it exposed the battle between good and evil. It exposed the the great war or conflict in heaven between Christ and Satan and how, or Christ and Lucifer, how Lucifer was the highest angel and how he rebelled from heaven and how he was the highest, not only the highest angel, but like the, the leader of the angelic choir. And anyway, the way that the that Tony Knight put it all together, it made so much sense that Satan and the evil angels were cast out onto this planet. If I could just interrupt you for mm. a second there. I'm just trying to get this picture. You are a young girl testing life, you know, in various mm-hmm. ways. As you just mentioned at the beginning, socializing and having good time. Mm-hmm. And you are finding yourself now in this heavy stuff, to mm. put it this way. Already I'm very curious to see how you mm. you went further in your story because when you are exposed to something really strong from the Bible, mm. it could be two ways, you know, either to reject it or say never I want to go back. As you go into these Bible studies and the exposure of the some truths which many people in many churches are just keeping hidden. Just to backtrack a little I used to go to nightclubs and I used to just, I remember the day that I would just sit there with a cigarette in one hand, a glass of alcohol in the other and just stare at all the people around me and just think, I remember one day saying, Lord, what am I doing here? Because I just knew that it was just, it was, to me, it was just so unfulfilling and it's not where I wanted to be, but I didn't know what else to do. I was just a young person living in the world and Probably the reason I ended up going through a stage, probably a year of smoking marijuana was because alcohol didn't really agree with me and I would always throw up, um, you know, after having um, alcohol. And so I found marijuana, which um, made me feel really happy and didn't make me feel sick. And so I had been smoking it for about a year because simply because I was an unhappy young person who was searching for something. I didn't know what it was at the time, but hey, 
marijuana made me feel happy. And you, you touch on a very sensitive uh, topic. That I believe there are so many young people uh, maybe in the same situation. Mm-hmm. And you're talking sure. about uh, popping some stuff, you know, which uh, I know for sure that you totally disagree with that now. But, you know, you Absolutely. find you find yourself mm-hmm. in that situation. Later on, I'm probably I'll just come back to that to see what will be your words of encouragement for mm-hmm. those people who are struggling that way. But sorry to interrupt you. That's okay, Nick. The reason I'm actually telling you that part of it is because while I was watching the video Flashdance Demons, Tony Knight put the rock group Queen on. He put the song Another One Bites the Dust. You, I'm sure you remember it. Yeah, very popular song. So they played that song backwards and in a very clear demonic voice it said it's fun to smoke marijuana it's fun to smoke marijuana and at that point at 22 years of old age having just been involved in smoking marijuana myself the hairs of my arms went up and I just got goosebumps and it just freaked me out and after watching that video I got back into my car and I prayed and I just said, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart, into my life. I give you my life and I promise you I will never smoke marijuana again because I could see from this video that I was heading down the wrong track in life and that I was actually being a servant of Satan by going down the track that he wanted me to go down and it wasn't pleasing to God. So that was pretty much a, that had a huge impact on me and that was the beginning i guess the the, the thing that really um, drove me to begin to study the bible and i studied bible prophecy and you know nick because i had had come from a very strict italian background i won't say strict catholic because it was only my mum and i that went to church my dad wasn't a church goer in fact he was quite a blasphemer my brothers never went to church. It was just my mum and I. But I knew that if I was to sort of come out into the open, that all hell would break loose. So I just quietly, secretly studied the Bible. Mm-hmm. And every Friday night we would get together in this little home group and I began to study Bible prophecy. It just got to a point, I guess, that I remember sitting in the Catholic church one day and just being absolutely sure that this is not where God wanted me to be and I needed to make a decision. So I made the decision that day. It was probably about six months later that I was no longer going to uh, attend Catholic Church. So then I told my mum and I shared with her why. And I told her, Mum, I've just read a book that showed me, taught me how the Catholic Church has changed the Seventh-day Sabbath from the Ten Commandments to Sunday, the first day of the week. And she said, no, I don't believe you. No man has the power to change God's law. And I said, well, that's true, mum, but they have. The Catholic Church has done this. And that's why we keep Sunday today. It's just tradition. So my mum told my dad and my dad wanted to speak with me. And he told me, actually, it was really interesting because when I was actually studying the Bible with some of the Adventists, all of a sudden my dad decided to let the Jehovah's Witnesses into the home and he was asking them a whole bunch of questions and he had told me that they 
were teaching that Christmas and Easter originated from paganism. And I said, well, that's true, Dad. And I said, do you know what else has originated from paganism? He said, what's that? I said, Sunday worship. And so I explained to him what I had learnt about Sunday worship and that, that actually the true day of worship is the Seventh-day Sabbath. And so my dad's like, who told you that? Where are you getting this information from? And so I told him I've been studying the Bible with Seventh-day Adventists. And so from there, he went off to the Italian Catholic Church and he um, began to ask the priests a lot of questions. And of course, he was very concerned. He thought that I'd gotten myself involved in a, in a cult. And so he tried to get the priests to explain all the things that I was coming out up with you know I was even exposing the fact that we shouldn't go to a priest to, to confess our sins that there's only one mediator between God and man and that's Jesus and um, the same with Mary how we shouldn't be praying to Mary which we should be praying to God to the Father through Jesus so as I exposed all these things he went back to the Catholic Church and to the Italian Church and, and wanted answers and so he invited one of the Catholic priests to come and speak with me. He was a lovely elderly priest. And he sat me down and he said, Rita, your dad's really concerned about you. What's this, you know, what, what is going on with you? And, and so I just said to him, I just want to keep the Ten Commandments. And the Bible tells me that um, to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And that's what I want to do. And I said, so I'm choosing to not go back to... Sunday church and uh, to worship God on the Sabbath. He said, that's fine. You keep doing what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. And he acknowledged that it was the truth, that Saturday was the true Sabbath. Mm. And so he just went and told my dad not to worry about me and uh, that I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, of course, that's not what my dad wanted to hear. And so my dad ended up getting another uh, kind of like an elder from the Catholic Church to come and speak to me. This man sits me down in my dad's office and talks to me and so I shared with him that I just want to follow the Ten Commandments and he tried to tell me that the Ten Commandments, um, that we didn't need to keep the Ten Commandments and that all that the Sabbath had been done away with and you know, I said, well, what about all the other commandments? Have they been done away with? Is it okay to steal and to commit murder and adultery? And anyway, that conversation didn't, last very long and I left the room and then he I heard him say to my dad it's too late they've got her now <laughs> and so so that was that and then during this time I was actually dating an Italian guy a Catholic guy he didn't go to church but you know just a nominal Catholic and I met him through our Italian neighbors across the road and I was very good friends with them and so my dad decided to invite another elder from the Catholic Church to our home, along with my boyfriend's sister and brother-in-law across the road. Well, they all ended up rocking up at our house one night. I didn't know anything about it, and I confronted my dad, but he denied that he had anything to do with organising this little get-together. So we had this roundtable discussion around our dining table, and this man from the Catholic Church brings his big thick encyclopedia with him and he says so Rita which church are you involved with 
And I proudly said, Seventh-day Adventist. And he said, okay. And so he looks it up and, he's, and it said something like a, a religious sect who keep the Jewish Sabbath, but Christians keep Sunday in honour of the resurrection. So I proceeded to tell him that even the Bible tell us that Jesus and his disciples were also accused of being a sect and or classified as a sect and um, that I was keeping the same day that Jesus kept. Yeah, you know, uh, Rita, I'm just listening to you because I'm, I'm so connected, you know, to what you're mm. sharing because you choosing Jesus mm. and all other people trying to convince you that you are on the wrong way and um, probably it's just the right time to take a short break and I would like to play a song which you told me about it mm. and that's only Jesus. Mm. Uh, here is Gavin Chatelier with a song Only Jesus. Only Jesus Only Him I have come to know He meets my every need Seek first His kingdom And His righteousness And everything you really need He'll give to you Only Jesus Only Him He is my Savior And my Lord and my best friend Only Jesus Only Him No one else could hold this place Within my heart Only Jesus My daily bread No one can come unto the Father except through Him. You knock and wait, Lord, every heart. How you long to clothe me with your righteousness Only Jesus Only Him He is my Savior and my Lord and my best friend Only Only Him 
else could hold this place within my heart This is in the footsteps of Jesus from Down Under. My guest today, Rita Pinzone. Rita was sharing with us just before the break how she get to know God and everyone around her trying to convince her that she's on the wrong path. And she's just sitting now around the table in her home with some friends and relatives trying to convince her that she's choosing a wrong path. Rita, what happened at that table? So my boyfriend's sister, she began uh, to say to me, Rita, if you intend to marry my brother, there is no way my family will accept you. And there was 11 in the family, nine kids. And I looked her in the eyes and I said, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And then my brother started yelling at me and saying, Rita, if you believe in the Ten Commandments, you should be honoring your father and your mother and you should be staying with the the catholic education that they've given you and he said you you know you shouldn't be doing this and i said i love my parents but the bible says we ought to obey god rather than man and um and i said you know i do honor them and then my mom no then my dad got really angry with me and he stood up and he yelled at me and he just he just went crazy and he just said you've got the devil in you you've got the devil in you you've got the devil in you and he's just yelling and screaming at me like this and you know I know Jesus himself was accused of having the devil in him Mm -hmm. and then my mom got so upset and she got up and she started pulling at my hair and saying stop this stop this stop this and then the neighbor um my boyfriend's brother-in-law gets up and he goes, Rita, look at what you're doing to your family. Put that book away. And I said, have you ever read the Bible? And he said, no. And I said, well, go and read the Bible and then tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. And 
he got up and he tried to take get my mum off me. Because my mum and I were so close. She just, mm. you know, she just flipped at that point. And mm. I think she was just so upset because of what everything that was happening and the way my dad was carrying on and the shame that it was bringing the family. And so I just, at this time, I can't tell you the peace that had come upon me, come over me. I was so at peace. I was, yeah, it was just amazing. I got up and I just walked into my bedroom. I shut the door behind me and... I picked up my Bible and I had never read this verse before and I truly believe God gave me this verse. It was It's obvious that Jesus gave me this verse. So even while I was there, I knew that there's a, a big price to pay. You have to bear your cross when it comes to standing up for the truth because the Bible clearly teaches that you'll be hated for my name's sake and that there'll be persecution. So I knew that uh, I was just standing for the truth and so I anyway I opened my Bible and I read from Matthew chapter 10 Jesus himself speaking to me do not think that I came to bring peace on earth I did not come to bring peace but a sword for I have come to set a man against his father a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be those of his own household he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And I read this and I just knew that Jesus was with me. He knew what I was going through. He just heard and saw everything. And he was giving me these words to encourage me. Mm. And then just at that time, I had a a little knock on my door and, and my door slowly opened and it was my younger brother and I'd never mentioned my younger brother. This is David and I, when I was 22 and I first read National Sunday Law, I then, because it was just so powerful, it blew me away, I then gave it to my 18-year-old brother David to read. David read it and he gave it back to me. He said, that that freaked me out. That's so that's just so scary. And he, he was very afraid after he read that book but for me because I was a church, going to church every Sunday it had a greater impact upon me and so David walked in he was not at this round table discussion there was only one of my brothers there but he came and he put his arm around me and he heard everything he was listening and he put his arm around me and he said be strong reader you're following the truth and I thought wow mm. you know wow we'd never spoken about these things before but he had remembered mm. You know, six months ago, reading that book and knowing that I was now standing up for what I had read in that book, and he was encouraging me, and so it was really amazing. And around about the same time, in fact, it was probably before this had happened, which I'd forgotten to mention, the gentleman that had given me Bible studies had said to me, are you a big reader? And I said, not really. And he handed me a book called The Great Controversy Between Christ and Satan. And he said, if you're not a big reader, just read the last 10 chapters. So I read the last 10 chapters and it turned my life upside down. It just totally changed my life. Mm. And, and Rita, you mentioning uh, that book, which is uh, indeed it's a, an amazing book. Mm. And unfortunately, our time is up for sure. this time. But I'd like to just uh, mention to our listeners that we are coming back for the second part of your story. Mm -hmm. And we'd like to hear uh, from you more because you are involved right now with bringing 
the good news to people. You are sharing with people uh, lots of books uh, going from door to door and we'll come back to talk a little bit more about that mm -hmm. and your faith in Jesus. Even though the power of darkness were upon you at that time when you were just talking about, you had that assurance that Jesus is with you, mm -hmm. particularly using even your brother to comfort encourage you and me. encourage you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for uh, coming with us. You're and uh, I would like to say to our listeners, just before we close, tune in with us, keep watching on this because uh, uh, we will have second part with uh, Rita. And Rita is going to share also with us uh, beautiful stories, you know, as she goes from door to door to meet people. She was also going to mention um, just at the beginning of the program that when we decided to play that song Only Jesus from Gavin Chatelier. If you like to give us a call and contact us, we are happy to give you a CD for free. Don't hesitate and call the numbers which we provided. Until next time, don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. <laughs>